Hi everyone, it's Sunday and it's become a bit of a regular thing to do a monologue on the Sunday evenings. And during the week I have the interviews or the shows that I present with others. But the Sunday is just to briefly share some thoughts. So what do we have today? Well, there's some good news. Today was the day that we saw that both Le Pen in France and Jansa in Slovenia were losing on the very same day. And I hope that this day will signal a renewal of our trust in democratic values in Europe and a sign that we don't believe in populist nationalism and that democracy wins from the non-democratic forces that we see so much all over the world. So let's start now in France. Emmanuel Macron was, was re-elected as president of France with an estimated 58.2% of the vote compared to 418 for his far-right competitor Marine Le Pen. And I'm happy to see that Macron's victory was much larger than any poll had projected. And it was also the very first time in 20 years, so in a full generation, that a French president was re-elected. But on the other hand, it's worrying that his victory margin was substantially narrower than his 66% victory against the very same opponent five years earlier. And Le Pen's score was the best ever for her far-right party. Same party, it has changed names, but still the same party. So we get five more years now with Emmanuel Macron uh, as, as the president of France. And, and we've seen him in the past five years uh, going from a very young newcomer to a central player in the world. And he's a, he's a key decision maker in the European Union. And uh, for instance, look, look at what he recently has, has been involved in, in all his efforts to, to stop Russia's war in Ukraine. And it has not always been a smooth ride. He, he's had some ups and downs in the past five years. So after the Yellow Vest protest uh, against social inequality, uh, his approval rave, ratings were, were driven down to, to new lows. And that was in, in 2018. And since then, he was able to reclaim a bit of his, his popularity in France and what, what I found from, from what was written according to the polls that they did in, in France was that many French, French people admire his presidential stature and, and that they believe that he's capable of, of dealing with significant global crises, such as we have seen with, with COVID-19 uh, and also now at, at, at the current crisis in the Ukraine. But on the other hand, many people asked in France how they view him. They say that... He is he's frequently regarded as arrogant and, and a bit out of touch with the general public. So whatever the view is, I think that many uh, European leaders must have been relieved that a pro-European centrist was, was re-elected. And you could see that he quickly received congratulations from all kinds of European leaders, uh, including the German Chancellor Olaf Scholz and uh, the, the President of the European Commission, uh, Ursula von der Leyen, um, and also uh, the, uh, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. And then if we move to Slovenia, um, today was a bit of a double whammy for, for the moderate non-populist parties in Europe because uh, there were also these elections in Slovenia. And according to the exit polls, I don't believe there's, there's an official 
um, a conclusion yet. But according to the exit polls, the opposition uh, Liberal Party won by a landslide in, in the parliamentary election today. And this means a severe defeat for the populist Prime Minister Janza, who was seen as, as, as pulling this, uh, this smaller European Union country uh, further to the right. And the polls showed that the opposition freedom movement received more than 35% of the vote compared to the uh, 22.5% for, for the ruling conservative Slovenian Democratic Party. So if these results are officially verified, the freedom movement, which is a newcomer in the election, will most likely form the next government and they would then have to make a coalition which is likely to be with some, some smaller uh, center-left parties. So, what does this show? All these, all these developments together. Well, we are at a crucial juncture in Europe. There's a war raging on in, in Ukraine after the the invasion by Russia. Uh, France has has rejected the candidate who was very much against NATO and the European Union, um, the United States, and and also core beliefs of Europe uh, by um, uh, where, where we say that we believe that no French citizen or no European citizen should be discriminated against uh, because they are Muslim. And all these, uh, these things were at risk when Marine Le Pen would have been voted uh, president of France. And uh, it's also that she's long been a supporter of the Russian president Putin uh, with, with whom she met at the Kremlin uh, during the, her last election campaign in 2017. Um, it is likely that she would have followed policies that, that would have weakened the united allied front in, in the fight to preserve Ukraine from, from the Russian invasion. So uh, Likely, she would have provided uh, Putin with with a chance to to undermine the European Union because the 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 motor of Europe has always been this this Franco-German uh, commitment to the future of Europe. So, this election is really really important for the future of Europe as well as for the future of democracy. And I I saw a tweet that I that I like to mention here from Jackie Carroll in in Somerset in the UK. And let me quote the tweet. The tweet. She said, "Dear France, today is not just an election. It is an IQ test. Don't fuck it up like we did. Do the right thing and vote with intelligence. Best wishes. Signed, England." So. That word EQ triggered me to to briefly uh, drift off to the United States in in my talk now, and um, the nationalistic populism is is still very much alive. We could see that yesterday when Donald Trump addressed a rally in Ohio, where he claimed that uh, people no longer call him stupid after he passed a cognitive test in 2018. Uh, that speech led to a new trending topic today, or a renewed a trending topic, I, I should probably say, which was hashtag stupid Trump. Um, uh, he, he told in this rally in Ohio that, to his supporters that he hated being labeled stupid and that he wanted to prove his worth. And then he mentioned a talk that he had with Ronnie Jackson, who's a, a Texas Republican who served as uh, Trump's White House uh, physician. And then he inquired uh, 
if there was a kind of test that he could take. And then let me quote from, from the speech of Trump. And then the quote here, I said to Dr. Ronnie, I don't like when people call me stupid. I have a great heritage, an uncle who is great, a great genius, a father who's a genius, and I don't like to be called stupid, Trump said. And then Trump continued, is there a test or something I can take to prove to these radical left maniacs I am much smarter than them? And he said, sir, there's a test. It's called the X test. Well, actually, according to Newsweek, it is the Montreal Cognitive Assessment that Trump was uh, trying to refer to, which is called the MOCA. And the test isn't at all an IQ test. It is to uh, determine determine whether a person has cognitive issues like dementia or memory loss. So this test uh, was, I think, fair enough uh, uh, taken for by, by Trump. Uh, and so that, that happened in 2018. Jackson gave him this test. And then he said that he got a perfect score. So experts, on the other hand, pointed out that MOCA provided no indicator at all of Trump's intelligence. And several of the test questions uh, sound rather easy for somebody at the level of the President of the United States. For instance, one was uh, sketch a clock showing a specific time. Well, despite this, Trump boasted about his flawless score uh, just yesterday, claiming that he aced the exam. And he has also described himself as a very stable genius, as we all remember. Uh, Trump uh, backed up his claim Saturday, saying, now they don't call me stupid. And I'm sure that he must be aware of the hashtags, although he's thrown off Twitter, but you saw the trending topic today. So uh, Trump has also mentioned remarks that he made earlier this week in which he claimed that he would rather be branded a tyrant than a dumb person during the rally. So where are we? Let me look back at, at this day. On the one hand, I am deeply worried about the fact that more than 40% of voters in France voted for a far-right presidential candidate. Um, they seem to have completely missed the disastrous impacts of having autocrats like Donald Trump or Vladimir Putin in power. But on the other hand, I must say I feel hope, at least this evening after a good day for democracy perhaps we are learning our lessons the same lessons that we could have learned from 20th century history that democracy is with all still the best system and above all that it's essential to make use of your vote because together we can make a better world and that starts with your vote so on that happy note i will end this short Sunday evening monologue. I'll be back tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, so that's about 5 o'clock in the afternoon for, for most of Europe, and uh, that will be with the Green Living podcast with Vanessa Champion, and what we will do tomorrow, we will talk about our favorite books on green living, on climate action, on environment, and of course we hope to hear what your favorite books are on these subjects, so I hope that you will Join us again tomorrow at 11 o'clock. And for now, it is late on Sunday evening. It is deep in the night uh, for those in Europe uh, that normally join us. And I hope we're all sleeping now. I wish you a very good Sunday night. Uh, be happy because in, in two countries in Europe, democracy won today. This has been a good day for Europe. 
and for the world and for democracy. And I hope that all of you will join again tomorrow. Good night.